Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Would you have cared if I ran away from home? No. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy. I'm a proud and enthusiastic Gen Xer, born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, unthusiastically (laughs) born in 1974. I don't know know what it means to be (laughs) unthusiastically born, but... I burst out of mom's birth canal where you just kind of slinked out. I slinked out. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, uh, let's talk about the Twitter meltdown. Didn't we already talk about this? A little bit, but it's gone from bad to worse. Well, I, I yeah, honestly, I've, I've, okay. So <laughs> we had a, we had a um, shelter in place in our building this week. Yes, yeah, she did. At work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was like a fire, you know, there's all kinds of shit going on. So I really haven't been paying attention to what's going on. I mean, with the I was paying attention to the election, obviously. Well, it's but... important to say that your shelter in place was not because of an active shooter. No, it wasn't. But they didn't tell you that at the moment. Right. Right. Which is not the way to play it, guys. No, that's not. That's a bad user experience. <laughs> they should, Jenny like, was don't, a bad user experience. Even if you don't tell me what's going on, just tell me what it's not. Tell me it's not an active shooter. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't want to talk too much about the election, but let me just say that the first Gen Z was elected to Congress wow. in Florida. And that was really nice. great. Mm-hmm. Um, and young no, people but, voted in record numbers. Which is great. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But tell me what happened with Twitter now. I mean, what so, more could happen? I mean, I know about the layoffs of Facebook. Right. So there's a bunch of Twitter layoffs, okay? And here's the thing that gets me. And no, I love this like, so much. Didn't he like fire half the company? It wasn't like layoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But now he started, you pay for the blue check mark. Okay. So now this happened to me. I got a blue check mark. Let me explain why. Did you pay for it? I was always a member of Twitter Blue. I subscribed to that shit a while ago Ew. because I like to have the ability to edit my tweets. Okay. Yeah. Okay? Good. Good. So I I didn't even think anything of it. And then all of a sudden, one day I logged on and I had the blue check mark. And I was like, what's going on? And then I realized... Now I'm paying for the blue check mark. So I unsubscribed to Twitter Blue because here's why. No one verified my identification. Oh my God, that's crazy. Not no even one when asked, you signed up? 
No, not nobody was like, are you Amy Archer? Nobody. So here's the best part. He started doing a double verification, meaning like, so you'll have a blue check mark by your name. Say you're Stephen King, you have a blue check mark. Underneath your name, there will be like an opaque check mark that says official. What the f- this what is the f- so who made this UX? I know. But the best part is people will complain about it. And he's like crowdsourcing how to run this company. Yeah. Well, the UXers are probably like, that's when you have like the boss over your shoulders. Like, I think we should put that there. And you're like, that's a horrible design decision. So like somebody made fun of it and he popped on to reply to them is like, okay, I just killed it. Wow. And then it was back again the next day. Like, oh my God. His product managers are losing their goddamn (laughs) mind right now. It's bad. It's bad. So then I'm like, is the blue check mark meaningless? It's meaningless. It's meaningless now. He's made it meaningless. Wow. Good job. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jenny, I want to talk about my vet visit where Sterling, my cat, had his anus flushed. Oh, it was Sterling. I was thinking it was Lafayette Beetle. No, it was Sterling. Oh, He's God. pooping outside the litter box for like three or four months and I've been... I shouldn't say that he's sometimes pooping in, he's sometimes pooping out. I've I've done everything. Every single thing. You're like, I don't know. You're like cleaning it every hour. You're like, I don't know what else to do. Aside from getting this cat therapy, <laughs> I've done everything. <laughs> Guys, come at me with tips and tricks as to not kill your cat or not give him away because <laughs> I'm there. So anyway, now he has to go on a special diet. They think he's hey, allergic to food. I don't you know. know what to do here. What? Take a picture from outside and be like, Mom, this homeless cat is at my house. I'm going to take him to the pond. Or the Mom pond. won't take him. Mom won't take him. I already tried. Did you tell her you're going to take him to a kill shelter? I mean, it's I would never. <laughs> no, I mean, tell her not, that. It's not super appealing to be like, I have this cat who won't shit in the litter box. Do you want him? <laughs> no, so but tell I, her you're going to take him. I know you won't take him to a kill shelter, but just tell her that. I feel like I have to get it straightened I'll out. I'll just, when I come in for Thanksgiving, I'll be like, Mom. I'm going to do this for Amy. I'm going to take him to the kill shelter because I know she won't do it. And I'll fucking do it. Oh, my and God. And here I go. And like, what do you want me to do with this cat? And see if she takes him. She won't take him. <laughs> Don't think for a minute mom can't turn on the ice queen when she needs that's to. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, go ahead. I'll drive you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like she she like cares about cats more than people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you blame her? No, I don't. I know. All right, guys. So let's talk today about Little House wait, wait, on wait, the Prairie. Wait. Are we going to do any recommendations? Should we be doing a recommendation? A podcast recommendation. I have a podcast recommendation. Okay. All right. Go ahead. The Fuckery with Leslie Jones. I heard that's really good. Hilarious. Amazing. Okay. Everyone should check. If you like this, I feel like that's like the professional version of what we do i was gonna say are you comparing us to that no. because this is what we dream to be someday <laughs> <laughs> like she just lets it ride man she just throws it out there amazing it's She's a good so title funny. it's a good title great title great branding like all their segments the branding of their segments is hilarious she's really oh. good okay okay like, um, like they have a segment i think where the people write in and ask her questions i think it's called what the fuck you want or something like that it's just so good you just, like just check it out it's really, really i have good. a non-recommendation oh what's that the boy who drank too much oh my god <laughs> i can't believe i don't know who who started this you did this though well somebody lured me in with scott bayo 
you did this and you're like, we're going to do this instead of Rock of Love. And then I'm watching Little House and this stupid after school special. I started watching them last night at 11 o'clock. Yeah. And it's, it's some of the worst TV I've ever seen in my life. As of recording this, guys, it is November 11th. We are to record our Patreon episode of The Boy Who Drank Too Much in, what, an hour? I'm still not done watching it. Because <laughs> I hate it so much, I can't bring it's myself so to watch the last bad. 10 minutes. It's so, <laughs> it's irredeemably bad. You, you know what it is, though? I, I think I've nailed it down. And guys, it's available on YouTube, and if you want to hear us rip into it, just join Patreon. <laughs> um, it's too good. No, like, it's not. Other, no, 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 no. It's not. not. It's too serious. It's seriously. Like, it's, based, it's serious and just so bad that it's not even. Like it's not ridiculous. It's so boring. It's boring. It's Thank super you. Boring. boring. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was thinking, where are the days of Michelle Mudd or the Stone? Because <laughs> that was know? equally bad, but it was so ridiculous. It was entertaining. Right. That's what it. It's almost too straight-laced and boring and i think it's because it's based on a book that was a book yeah and it was also a primetime movie it wasn't technically an after-school special i know because it was like an hour and a half long mm-hmm. fucking hour and a half guys yeah of looking at scott Bayo. we'll get into that okay <laughs> yeah, anyway let's get away from that. so let's talk about little house on the prairie season nine episode eight the return of nelly do you have a description the Olsons are thrilled to learn that Nellie is returning home for a visit, but Nancy is not pleased about sharing the spotlight. All right. We open on a church. Nancy is being scolded for shooting a spitball at Jason's Jr. And Edda Plum has zero control over this situation. She's going all Laura on them. I thought it was Laura in there. No, first. she's trying to go all Laura on them, <laughs> but she lacks the authority. She's trying to send Nancy to the corner. Nancy will not go. And then Willie stands up and he gets in her... Willie with his Hoffer teacher, man. Now he's all defending Etta Plum. Again, first of all, Nancy's the ultimate gaslighter. She's trying to say (laughs) she shouldn't go to the corner because she didn't do it. And like 16 people saw her do it. Right. Right. Um, Jenny, she refuses to go and then she dumps ink all over Willie. That shit is not only going to stain his clothes, but that's going to stain his skin and his hair. Yes, true. Willie chases Nancy home, screaming, I'm going to kill you. This felt familiar. (laughs) Well, when I saw this, I'm like, the choice to not have children was the right one. (laughs) Nancy goes crying to mother. And Nels gets between them. And Willie's trying to kill her. And Nels, to de-escalate the situation, sends Nancy to her room. Because Willie's going to kill her. Right. (laughs) Right. And she's like, I knew you would take his side. You hate me. You hate me. And I wrote... She is literally the worst character on this show. It's like when they put child murderers in solitary confinement and mm-hmm. like for their own safety. Mm-hmm. Jenny, I have a list in no particular order of worst characters on this show. You tell me if Nancy belongs amongst them. Okay. Doc. <laughs> I mean, Doc literally kills people. Rev. <laughs> Rev literally puts people in danger. The handyman. No, he's great. Mary Mary's fine Harriet Yeah she's awful John Jr. What John Jr. do? Do you not remember? Oh he because he dissed Mary? Yes and then I wrote Fake Carl's Jr. slash John Jr. Replacement Are we done with this segment? It's boring 
the dad who shot up his family. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. That guy was nuts. The James gang. Yeah, James gang. (laughs) And the rapist blacksmith. Yeah, there you go. Now, Nancy, uh, she belongs amongst the group of worst characters, correct? Yeah, I mean, there's literal murderers and molesters there. I'm sorry, I left somebody off. Hey, everybody, don't forget me! <laughs> I, was like, I was wondering when he was coming into it. Okay. We see Harriet at the Fosters, and she gets a letter from Nellie, and she runs to the store to tell Nels about the letter. But she hears Nancy just smashing shit upstairs. Could you and imagine? Nancy, no, I would beat the shit out of this kid. <laughs> oh, my God, I just admitted that on <laughs> the radio. <laughs> I almost said on national television. You heard it here first. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. I would harm this child. Okay. (laughs) So Nels tells Harriet, you better do something about this kid. She's as bad now as when she first came here. And I did notice when Harriet tipped her head back, she has a bunch of the metal fillings in her teeth. So do you think they should have ripped the metal fillings out of her teeth for this show? Well, I mean, if you want to stay consistent. Jenny, I always say that's how you know if you're Gen X. You have a bunch of the fucking the metal mercury fillings. Are they no, mercury? I have. Are they I lead? Have, I have the tooth colored ones. I have two metal. I have one metal and two tooth colored ones. Two, I, have, one, I have one of each, actually. Yeah. Guys, come at us with how many fillings you have and what, what material they're made of. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> All right, so Harriet says, let me tell you. Oh, wait, Nell says, we need to do something about her. And Harriet goes, maybe she's not getting enough attention. Jesus. Nell's is like, are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) (laughs) So Harriet says, don't worry, Nell's. The answer is on its way. Nellie is coming home. Nellie's going to be the solution, said no one ever. Now let's get, let's discuss her, her get up here. So Nellie arrives on the stagecoach. She has quite the do. She's fancy. She's a fancy city lady. She has, it looks like she's from Whoville. She has like this, the who Okay, first of, all, first of all, we're into the 1880s now. So this mm-hmm. is like high Victorian era. So mm-hmm. she's dressed appropriate for the Victorian era. Like she's from the city. But would you or would you not agree she's from Whoville? No, I would not agree okay. with that. She hugs everyone but Nancy who tells her, Oh, I'm way prettier than you were at my age, by the way. I mean, don't forget, she doesn't even know Nancy. She doesn't. At dinner, Nellie is telling Harriet and Nels and Willie that she and Percival have been running the family store after Father Cohen died. And she says, Mother Cohen has been a big help, and she's a very strong woman. And Harriet says, well, yes, peasant stock is always very strong. So unbelievable. Wow. Nels is like, do you want dessert? And Nellie's like, no, I'm good. So they move to like this little living room area and Willie and Nancy are getting into a fight over who's going to do the dishes. Willie resigns himself to do them. Nellie, meanwhile, shown pictures of the twins to Harriet and she's upset they have a Jewish nose. I have an index card. On what? <laughs> uh, could Nellie have had pictures of her kids? At this okay, time? thank God. I thought we were doing the next card in the anti-Semitism. <laughs> um, so we're this is probably like 1886-ish, right, we think? Yes. So the first permanent photo was taken in the 1830s. 
that that mean meaning the first that didn't fade quickly so there was lots of stuff and pinhole cameras and all this stuff ahead of that but like they would capture a photo and then it would like disappear because they had no way to fix it right it was like Mm -hmm. that was before 1830 that was before 1830 so So like your baby pictures are on that kind of no that would be like dad's baby pictures (laughs) burn Um, Joseph Nippis in France, he was the first one that experimented to some, to make this image in the 1830s that didn't fade quickly. This experiment led to a collaboration with Louis Degar, which led to the daguerreotype, which was a copper plate that you coat it with silver and that's how you captured the image. Okay. These were all, um, what they call, these were all very expensive, obviously. And, uh, you know, you're coating things with silver and it's copper. So, like, super expensive. Like, obviously, these were early experiments and not anything that anybody would be using. By the 1850s, they were replaced by emulsion plates, which are still wet plates. So, wet plate means you have a piece of material and then you, you have to coat it with the wet emulsion at the time you're going to take the picture. So that's Hold what on, Jay. I'm is. just going to do – just making sure our listeners are still awake. All right. Anyway, okay. so – the thing with the wet plate, with the daguerreotypes, is they required like 15-minute exposures. So you could do things like landscapes and things, but portraits were pretty much impossible. Because no one could sit still for that long. Perfectly still for 15 minutes, right. Mm-hmm. And if you I moved, could. it was completely... I could. Challenge accepted. Go. <laughs> 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 that would be our most riveting. <laughs> <laughs> no you think you can but you can't i mean maybe two minutes three minutes but like 15 minutes completely still so it doesn't can blur you blink out. can you blink no if you blink it makes it your eyes blurry oh like no, you can't God. move at all <laughs> it's yeah. like clockwork orange shit like so then like anything would be blurry so that's why like you yeah. see and so the emulsion plates that this was replaced with only require two to three seconds which is still longer than you think so like this was used that type was used through the civil war and you know how like sometimes you'd see like weird stuff like their eyes would be weird because they're like because they they're a ghost right well and they're a ghost yeah <laughs> um so the, the so these emulsion plates in the 1850s were the first that were used consistently for portraits and that was used a lot through the civil war there was two types the ambro types which were printed on glass and the tin types which you've probably heard of which were printed on tin sure yeah i heard of those dry plates were introduced in the 1870s these plates could be stored prepared versus having to like paint the emulsion on them so basically you just pulled a plate out put it in the in the um camera and took a picture Mm -hmm. and also um this this allowed cameras to be smaller and it also they also introduced mechanical shutters at this time. Mm. Before the 1880s, photography could only be done by pros and only the very, very rich. So, but in 1880, so this is approximately six years before this time, George Eastman started Kodak and created a flexible roll of film that didn't require constant changing of plates. So you didn't have to like put a plate in these oh, okay. cameras. He created a camera box that had a single lens that didn't require focusing and held a thousand exposures. The consumer would use it and return it for processing. These were still pretty large. Like they weren't 35 millimeter yet. I mean, they weren't as big as the plates, but you're still talking about a pretty large roll of film. Um, and they were so, they were somewhat costly. So like still you had to be somewhat well off to do this, but it was a doable thing. So mm-hmm. this is probably what they used. It would have been the only thing available likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 1940, the 35 millimeter made photography completely accessible. Okay, so she could have had pictures of her. She would have had the George Eastman box that that took a thousand pictures. Guys, 
here's how Amy's index card would go. Well, let me let me just finish I have up. an index card. Could Nellie have had pictures of her kids? Yes. Done. Okay. Let's move so, on. Anyway, I'm, I, and it's also very likely because she's in New York and Eastman was in Rochester. That's where that's where that all started. So like East Coast probably had this stuff. New York City probably had it pretty early. So okay. are we done? Yeah. Okay. Guys, you could tell Jenny studied photography. <laughs> She's like a passion for this. All right. Um, oh God, I need to come back to reality here. That night, Nellie and Nancy are in bed. They're sharing a bed. And Nellie has to wake Nancy up because she's snoring. Nancy accuses her of lying, storms off, and sleeps between Nels and Harriet. Now I want to say something here. Okay. My kids have never slept in my bed with me. Even when they were kids? Nope. If they needed me, I would sleep in their bed with them. Well done. Because I'm real serious about my sleep. (laughs) And that just was not going to fly. So, like, I would sleep in their bed with them. I don't judge parents who let their kids sleep in their bed. I say, hey, you do you, whatever. I'm just saying, me personally, oh, God, a third person in the bed sounds agonizing. I mean, you let that stupid you, dog Jenny, in your bed. You, Jenny, that sounds like a good Friday night. But... Yeah, but like you let that stupid dog in your bed. No, I don't. He sleeps on the floor. Mm, does he? Yes, he does. And then mm, when Timmy goes he? to work at 530, he jumps uh-huh. in what I call yeah. the husband spot. There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you sleep with that stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next morning, no one had much sleep and they're just all kind of dragging ass. And Willie's all like, hey, sis, I love you. Because Nellie offers to sleep on the couch. And he's like, I love you, sis. I'll sleep on the couch. And she's like, who is this Willie? His affair with Laura is really changing him. Go ahead. The couch is like four feet wide. <laughs> like the couches at this time were those little like, how does someone sleep on a couch? You in mean those four days? foot long. Yeah, whatever. But you, like, yeah. how does someone sleep on a couch? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm very, very well familiar with this style of furniture from my little people dollhouse. Thank you. From the little. Okay. Yeah. I remember those couches. So Nellie's all like, wow, he changed. Then there's mention of a birthday party. Okay. You know, you know what's weird though is when Nellie's sleeping in the bed with Nancy. And it's like, can you imagine going home to your to your home, <clears throat> the house you grew up in, the room you slept in, and there's like a weird carbon copy of you there? <laughs> <laughs> like how weird is that? It's like, is this black mirror? Yeah, it feels like a, like a Black Mirror episode. Jenny, outside, Doc and Rev are talking with Nellie. And did you get this? That Doc was rehashing the wheelchair down the hill story? Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Then Nellie runs over to see Edwards and then Manly. Hey, everybody, it's Nellie. <laughs> and then she sees Laura and she acts all super happy to see each other. And they say they missed each other. And Nellie's like, I can't believe we're saying this to each other. We used to beat the shit out of each other. It's real forced. Real yeah, it was, weird. it was weird. Michael Landon stopped trying to get rid of appropriate grudges. Yeah. Yeah. So at school, Buzzkill at a plum tells them their essays are due in two days, no exceptions. <laughs> and then she dismisses class and Nancy runs after Willie. And she's like, my essay isn't written and I need help because mother's too busy with Nellie. She's panicked. Like you could see it in her head. She she's has panicked. to do her own homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They head in the store and Harriet tells Nancy she's too busy planning Nellie's party to help her with the essay. And you just see the rage come over Nancy's face. Yep. Now Sarah Carter comes in and says she wants to do a feature story on Nellie called Growing Up in Walnut Grove. 
I'm already asleep reading this. Jenny, it's about how she went to school and met and married a successful husband, gave birth to twins, and now lives an exciting life in New York City. So I have a question for you, Jenny. Hmm. When are we going to get growing up in Scranton, Pennsylvania about Jenny? Isn't like isn't there bigger success stories like Joe Biden for that? <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> so I just wrote, is it a slow news day in Walnut Grove? I know, seriously. Nels offers to help Nancy, but she has to start the essay first. And Nancy gets all emo at her desk, Jen. She starts writing her essay while she's crying. Did you get yeah. all this? Oh, who, yeah. who hasn't been there? Who hasn't been there? Meanwhile, Harriet heads out to the Wilders to tell Nellie about the newspaper. Laura is shit-talking Nancy, and Nellie says, it's all Harriet's fault. She did it with me, and now she's doing it with Nancy, but she never, like, says what it is. Right. Like, it go, it's beyond spoiling. Yeah, it's enabling. It's enabling, but it's spoiling. It's, it's real crazy. So Laura's like, you were not as bad as Nancy. Um, we've all been saying that. Yeah. And but that's I the, mean that's the fault of the writers. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So at the hotel, Jen, they're decorating for Nellie's party. And I'm worried about Willie because he's hanging a sign. Oh, my God. And it's down three inches on the left. And he thinks it's straight. straight. (laughs) 
first of all, how, is Willie stoned? It's really stoned. What is the age difference between Willie and Nellie? I don't know. Time is a vacuum with Willie. Willie is, I don't <laughs> know, 30? I'm t- like she's run a, owned a restaurant for like five years, got married, had kids, <laughs> moved to the city. He's still in fucking school. He's still in the corner. He's like, he's got to be like 25. Jenny, she, I was always under the impression that it was the same age span as Laura and Mary. Yeah, me too. Which was, seems like about three years. Maybe two or three years. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. The hell. I don't know. In the kitchen, Hester Sue is baking a sheet cake, double layer marble. I was hoping you had an index card on that. I mean, it's like quad layers. It's like each la- each tier is two layers. Was marble cake a thing then? Probably not. <laughs> it's like a Duncan Hines thing, I feel so, like. It looks absolutely delicious. Harriet starts crying. Where have the years gone? I'm a grandmother now. Nellie comes home from her interview and goes to tell Nancy it's time to get ready for the party. Nellie asks about the essay and Nancy's like, fuck off, dude. Fuck off. Get away from yep. me. Nellie says, I can, you know, we can be friends. Can we try to be friends? And Nancy's like, I need to get dressed. Get the fuck out of my room. Your room. Yeah, my bad. room. Your room. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. At the Wilders. God, I just want to say this episode's boring. It's super boring. Ugh. Jen, how can we inject some... Uh, excitement into this i don't know at the wilders laura and manley are banging no and... they're not <laughs> they're definitely not that definitely did not happen i'm just trying to guys i'm trying to spice up this episode a little bit <laughs> it is super boring oh my god they're getting ready for the party and idiot is trying <laughs> looks, to tie his tie he looks like a doofus <laughs> god Laura reminisces about the time she put apples in her dress because she and Nellie had a crush on the same person and she thought he liked Nellie because she had filled out more. This fucking moron gets jealous of this. Did we watch that episode? I don't think we did. Yeah, we did. I remember the apples falling out. Do we? I don't it, think we, we did. may not have covered it, but I remember that. I remember no, that. I remember too, but we didn't cover it. We should include that in one of the like, whatever you're planning on doing. With mm-hmm. extra episodes, because mm-hmm. I do remember that episode, but we definitely didn't cover it. Maybe that was in Country Girls. I don't know. I don't know. Guys, come at us. <laughs> at the party, Nellie's opening gifts, and she gets a dress from Harriet, and it's from Paris. And Nell's makes. Do you notice Nell's loves Nellie all of a sudden? Oh, I know. I know. Is this because he had to live with Nancy? Yes, I think so. Okay. <laughs> so. Nancy's looking around and Willie comes out with the cake. Nancy leaves. She heads over to the house. She makes a hay man and then runs away. Do you know what a hay man is? No, what's a hay man? It's oh, like the when weir- it's under the bed? It's from the Weird oh. Al movie. Like, and in the Weird Al movie, he literally makes a hay man. What is, I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's like a dummy that you put in your bed. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, But he, that. Weird Al makes it out of hay because it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so she makes a quick hay man and runs away. The next and like, morning, well, I mean, I think the interesting thing there is like you see her leaving town with her doll, and like that makes you remember, like she's a kid. She you know, is a she's kid, which I'll get demon. to. She's a child. Yeah, Jenny. The next morning, have you ever, ever think? I want you to think back since you've been eighteen. Have you ever had a birthday party, your birthday party, that you were not hungover from the next day? No, probably not. <laughs> Like, all these people are just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm like, all right, nobody drinks there. 
Right. Well, Edwards was dragging a little bit. He was late for work. (laughs) (laughs) So they're setting the table and Nellie, Harriet, and Nels are wondering, gee, why is Nancy sleeping so late? And Willie calls them up and it is revealed. Nancy did the good old Walnut Grove child trauma thing, Jen. What'd she do? She ran away. She ran away. Do you know that that actress's name is also Allison? Oh, my God. Come on. Allison Balson. Come on, people. Ghost of Michael Landon, come here. Come closer. Try harder. Try harder. <laughs> no, it's not his fault. Her name is Allison. No, but why is he casting? Why is he so on the nose with this? I don't think he even planned that name. You don't think he planned it? No, she looks just like her. What were the odds? You don't think he just grabbed someone named Allison that looked like her? <laughs> Do you her? think he waited until he found someone who looked like her and was named Allison? Yes. Okay, sure. Here's what I think happened. Let's go back to that smoke-filled casting room in 1979. (laughs) I think Michael Landon's sitting there at a folding table with a chair. He's got uh, whiskey on the rocks. First of all, he probably didn't do the casting. Like casting directors do the casting. He was involved in every decision. I mean, he he would be involved in the decision, but he wouldn't be at the actual casting probably. He's he's at this table. He's got whiskey on the rocks in one hand. He's got a smoke in the other. (laughs) The the, The Marlboro. Marlboro. His new girlfriend is giving him a shoulder rub from behind. And the casting director comes in and she's like, okay, Mike, here are our three finalists. And they come in and they're all hot blondes, of course. I mean, they're 12 year olds, but okay. (laughs) They're all beautiful young blondes. (laughs) Like really fucking young. And he's like looking at, none of them can act. That's not even a qualification. I mean, nobody on the show can act. Right. He's just like, whatever. Are you breathing? Except Harriet. Except Harriet. Harriet's good. But he's like. Oh, tell me a little about, bit about yourself, number one. Number two, he gets to number three. Oh, my name's Allison. Oh, your name's Hired. Allison. Hired. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. She's the one. Yeah. Smoke clears. I know you Landon will hate to heads hear back this. to the, the makeup room to bang his girlfriend. I know you'll hate to hear this, but I also think Rev is a good actor. <laughs> oh, my God. He is. Like, he plays that character he well. Is. He is. He's a good actor. Many of the older actors are good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you hating on Melissa Gilbert? I'm not hating on her, but... I feel like she was better when she was younger, and I feel like Michael Landon made her a worse actor through this, because she's better later. She was a big fish in a little pond. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, where am I? They find her essay, Jen. And it's Why I Hate My Life by Nancy Olson. I mean, Been I, there. De- Been I there. definitely have this essay somewhere in like <laughs> my memorial stuff from my childhood. We don't just have this essay. We probably wrote this and gave it to our mother. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So Nancy and, or Nels and Nellie decide they're going to form a posse. Yep. Edwards and Carter are heading south, and Nels and Nellie. Jenny, when you think of the worst possible posse that you can have finding you. Nels and Nellie. Nels and Nellie. Yeah. They look like circus folk. I mean, they're he just very well always looks do. like a ringmaster, they're and she all dressed like someone from Whoville. <laughs> <laughs> now we see Nancy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something. I dozed off here for a second. Yeah. There was a wolf. That's all I know. No, so Nancy's asleep in this abandoned house that she's staying in. Oh, she's sleeping on the ground. 
Okay. Which one does in those days, I guess. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, they have so much clothing that it's probably just easy to lay down and sleep because you're like sure. in tons of clothing. Mm-hmm. And she awakes to a wolf snarling at her. Oh. And she, she freaks escape? out and she runs. Okay. Um, I, I totally zoned out there. But my question is, first of all, this wolf is an amazing actor. <laughs> <laughs> like it comes, it slinks in and it like. Is the is, wolf a better actor than baby Rose? No. Hell no. <laughs> okay. And it, but it's like snarling on command. And then Nancy runs and then it chases her and it's like like grabbing at her skirt and then it but comes back. But not hurting and, her. But then it comes back and then it rips her bag apart. Do you think Michael Landon like did not use a body double for that, like a stunt double and had Nancy actually run away from a real wolf? Because that's like a wolf. If, that, if that's a dog, I don't know what kind of dog it is. It's a wolf. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. It looked idea. like a fox to me, but okay. Are you do you know what a fucking fox looks like? That's not a fox. <laughs> Nels and Nellie are dumbfounded that they have no idea where to look. And then they talk about the essay and Nellie says, you know. <laughs> wow. I I wonder if Nancy only thinks you adopted her to replace me. And, and Nels is like, but we did. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you need to prove otherwise. Now we see Nancy collapsing, covered in dirt and crying. And I wrote, this is me after being in the woods for one day. One thing that I did notice, though, when she was running from the wolf, because like, remember when Charles was running from the pack of wolves? Oh, yeah. She did lose the aggro pretty quick- quickly. And like the wolf just retreated. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so. let me remember Charles running from the wolf for a minute. Yeah, that was good stuff. He was running from a pack of wolves, to be fair. (laughs) He had all the aggro. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but in this conversation with Nellie, did you notice that, like, she's doing the weird acting style, too? Yeah. Yep. What is going on? Who's the acting coach on the set? It is Michael Landon's school of acting. (sighs) (laughs) So they start running. They're screaming for Nancy. And they come across her bow, her hair bow that she left. Mm Mm-hmm. Nancy's in full dress. I don't, or Nellie's in full dress and hairdo for this. I don't know how she's trudging through the woods. Nellie finds her. It's super dramatic. Nancy falls into her crying. Meanwhile, back at the house, Willie and Harriet are just chilling. And Willie's like, it's past midnight. We should get to bed. I'm going to go to bed, Ma. And then just as he's going upstairs, they walk in. It's a reuniting. You know, everybody's fawning over Nancy, blah, blah, blah. Nancy's like, I can't believe you. Uh, missed me and Harriet's like we need to call Doc Baker. Well the best is when Willie says to Harriet it's midnight like they're probably not gonna come back tonight and she's like I'm too worried I'm pre-, which I get but then he's like yeah you mind if I go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> he does not give a fuck. Do you blame him? No. Would you have cared if I ran away from home? No. No. Later Nellie, Harriet and Nels are chatting and Harriet says Nancy was crying and saying how sorry she was and Nels like, "Well, maybe she'll change now." Spoiler alert. No, she won't. No, and Nels is you could tell like Nels is kind of like, "Thanks, Nellie. Thanks for finding her. Thanks." Yeah, Nels doesn't. Nels looks like me when I take Arlo to the vet and find out he's perfectly healthy and coming home with me. This is like remember when, you, remember when you got lost a few times and I found you at the team like a team picnic you got lost at or like a family reunion or something. Like you would just wander off and get lost. Okay. You don't remember that? That's fake news. No, I and never got just, lost. You'd just be standing in the middle of the forest crying. 
That is not true. Like 16 feet away from our picnic area. Mom, mom, weigh in on this. They don't even know, I don't think. Okay. All right. They would know if I was out of their sight. I would just find you paralyzed in fear and crying, like well, 10 feet away from. That's, from you're not you wrong about to. that part. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Harriet says, I told Nancy I'd get her a nice doll from Paris. Oh, great. Good. Reward this behavior. Nice. Yep. And Nels is like, you don't know how to parent. She's like, no, I'm a great mother. Goodbye. Okay. Next day, they're all saying goodbye to Nellie. And even Nancy says, I'll miss you. And she says, I will not forgive myself for how I acted. And Nellie says, just remember, Nancy, people will start to like you once you like yourself. God. Jen, is there truth to that? I guess. I guess. Sure. Do I mean, care there's no guarantee like there. I don't care. But there's also <laughs> no guarantee there. Well, some people like people to like them, like you. Uh, no, I don't care if anybody likes me. Yeah, you used to not. You used to care. I used to care a lot. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you don't anymore. Something inside me broke. <laughs> I'm broken now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, Nancy smiles and she's like, you've been such a help to me, Nellie. Now Nellie heads off, and as soon as they're out of earshot, Nancy tells Willie she lied, and she's off, still Willie. evil. Dun, dun, dun. Jenny, whose fault is this? It's Harriet's fault. It's Harriet's. Yeah, 100%. It's Harriet's for picking a clone. Yep. Yep. Um, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch or the original. We talk about how it affected us. We called our wides designed to finish the sentence Gen X. This is why. What is your why for this terrible, terrible, terrible episode? So I feel like this message was received in a lot of media, not just this. Um, mm. This is why we thought if you really want to get your parents' attention, you should run away and fake or fake suicide or or something like that. Because yeah. don't forget, we were a generation where our parents really didn't pay attention to us, and like we would, you know, let ourselves in and raise ourselves and cook ourselves dinner. Right. So, like, there was this, I think, undertone of, like, how to get your parents' attention, and usually that was portrayed as, like, do something dramatic. So, the baby boomers paid attention. The early baby boomers paid a lot of attention to their children who were late baby boomers or early Gen Xers. Did or they? Let's, let's go back even further. The greatest generation paid a lot of attention but in a, not in a negative way, but like they were expected to contribute and be contributing members of the household. Yes. Right? Like if you watch Mad Men, for example, like those kids were not nurtured, but they were there to like fix drinks, do this, do that. Like <laughs> They were participants. In... They were participants in the family. They were not completely ignored. Right. But they were relied upon. Yes. To help out. Which we weren't. So then we had the overcorrection to us mm -hmm. where those parents were like, those kids who grew up to be parents were like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to use my kid as, you know, um, a worker in my family. Like I'm going to let there my kid have a childhood. The, the notion of like parents nurturing kids in any big right. way. Right. Yeah. So there was the correction to take away like you know, using children for labor, yeah. essentially. Okay. Then we grew up being totally neglected <laughs> and we went too far the other way. And now we're involved in every single aspect of our kids' lives. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Every yeah. single aspect. So it's like, who's right? I don't know. I think it's just a correction from each generation. Yeah. I don't know. Because the greatest generation didn't even have a childhood. No, they didn't. Wasn't That wasn't a concept. Childhood is a modern concept. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, Jenny. I have, this is why it's so important to understand trauma. And I want to go, did you watch Love is Blind yet? No. Oh, I was going to go on a rant about Love is Blind. Now I can't. God, do you want me to? Do you want me to mute mute you? No, I I'll try to do it as general as possible. <laughs> Nancy clearly has trauma, and her behavior is a trauma response. Oh, uh, absolutely, a hundred percent. And until they fix that, right? Nothing else Nothing is ever going to happen. Yep. I got into a fight with someone over the weekend about <laughs> Love Is Blind, where there was a clear trauma response from someone, mm-hmm. and. <sighs> I don't know how to say this without spoiling it. The producers or the um, editors decided they were going to put their thumb on the scale and weigh in. Mm-hmm. And they gave us the the clarifying footage after the reunion aired. Okay. And it appears that this woman was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. But I was fighting because I was like, this woman had a trauma response. Right. And even though maybe she got it wrong, what this mm-hmm. person said to her, that's how she heard it, and right. that's how she felt. Well, and, and, and you and the, like it's not even if like there's no right or wrong way to feel about something. Right, exactly. So my point is like Nell's saying, I don't have time to help you with your essay or blah blah blah. Nancy doesn't hear that in a regular way. Right. Yeah. Her trauma is buffering that and changing the way that she hears it. Well, she clearly has abandonment issues. Right. Too. She hears mm-hmm. you're not important to me. Yep. And then, so until they get that filter off of everything that she hears and says, yep. you know what I mean? Nothing's going to work. Mm-hmm. So I say justice for Nancy. Wow. Okay. Mm, that's a brave stance. Well, All I mean, right. I feel like in this day and age, too, they approach this type of thing with like, they're doing something wrong or this is their fault or they just need to be a better, like, they just need to be a you kind of person. You mean at the date, like in 1980? Yeah. Yes. Like they just, oh, I'm sure in the 1800s too, but like they just need to be a kinder person. It's their fault. I mean, we see this when Laura is guilting Jenny about, you know, like there's no concept of mental health or dealing with mental health in any real way. And I think part of the problem is everyone had trauma back then. Yeah. Like there There was was generational trauma. A lot of trauma to go around. (laughs) Like, I mean, should we talk about Alicia? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Watching (laughs) her parents barrel roll down a hill and die right in front of her so there's that all right jenny uh why don't you tell us what's coming up next i hope it's better all right coming up season nine episode nine god we're we're plugging our way through this crap (laughs) empire builders having a railroad built to pass directly through walnut grove sounds like a wonderful idea for many town residents particularly since it would increase the size and population of the area that's the sentence. That's what we got. It sounds like that's a compound sentence and it's missing the back end. <laughs> right? Doesn't it? That's an antecedent. Well, I, I'm going to add the end of it. But some people are skeptical there. Or, but some people will lose everything. Or, hey, everybody, <laughs> we'll fuck it all up. <laughs> right. All right, guys. And if you haven't already, check out our Patreon. In November, we did My So-Called Life and the after-school special, The Boy Who Drank Too Much. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.